Okay, here we go. It is a fact of life that the world is a dark and dangerous place, but this podcast is not. I am a friendly pest, and welcome to Stasis Chat. I'm joined by several uh, reasonably talented blokes that are excited to talk about the news. We come together once a week, every week. Uh, why don't you kick us off, Stubbs? Say what you're playing this week, and then pass the microphone to your favorite person. Oh, favorite person? Ah. I might be Sentinel. We'll have to see. The, the, the amount of slander that BMG's been doing recently about Gears of War, it probably will be Sentinel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, it's all good. It's, um, it's, um, I've been playing Mass Effect because of Sentinel and people like Removable Sanity in the past on Midweek Game. Loads of people, in fact. I mean, the Centurion's just gone back through it. Apparently, he plays it every year or two. It goes back through them all, I think. Uh, a lot of people do, and uh, I've been enjoying that. Um, the, number one, I've not really played. I've not got very far, but it's an intriguing story to start with. It is. Um, I've been playing, obviously been playing. I wasn't intentional. I was trying to get, I was trying to, you know, these 2,000 points on the Microsoft rewards. I was trying to get that, but the, I reckon I'm going to lose the 2,000 points. I need to get another two achievements. I was trying to get a game to pop achievements easy. It wasn't popping them easy enough, so I probably missed out on the 2,000 points. Because I've been playing PlayStation more. I've been playing uh, Horizon Forbidden West as well, which is a very good game. But I'm uh, going to have to get my levels up a bit. I'm getting I'm getting absolutely annihilated by some of these um, machines in the game. But that's a very good game, that is. So far, some... anyway. You achievements that vampire survivors is pretty easy achievements you can knock out a handful really? oh man easy you, 10 minutes well, you'll I, have five oh well definitely i'll be, I'll be going straight from this show to that game then because i did click download on that so i should be able to get the two thousand points then cheers for that it's surprisingly good game too it's addictive it's simple but it works i'll try it i will but seeing as um Sentinel doesn't doesn't give any gear slander out. Um, I'll pass the mic to Sentinel. <laughs> <laughs> wow, BMG, he just slighted you. That's all right though. That's all good. I understand. Not everyone is a Gears fan. It's cool. Um, <laughs> I am joking. By the way, I just thought it'd be funny. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, I yeah. know. Uh. Well, um. Yeah, I just pl- I just finished uh, a few days ago my um my Mass Effect 3 playthrough on insanity difficulty. I guess I'd never done it before. I thought I had, but I got when I finished the the achievement popped up, so I was like, "Oh, I guess I guess I never beat it on the uh crazy difficulty before." So it was difficult, but it was worth it. Um you know, now I've uh I've had my Mass Effect fix, so I probably won't touch it for maybe a month, and then I'll come back to it probably. Um, outside of that, I've been, um, you know, getting destroyed in Modern Warfare 2, uh, multiplayer, uh, playing a lot of House Flipper, you know, just, um, it, it's, it's kind of hard because it's like, um, you know, I, I know Xbox has had a couple games come out, so, you know, but they're smaller games. So I'm kind of like, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of looking at God of War, wishing I had a PS5 right now, but, um, you know, I just have to wait until next month till, uh. You know, more games drop. What uh, what's coming out next month that you're particularly excited about, Sentinel? 
Um, I think Callisto Protocol is coming out next month. Um, you know, I've been wanting to check that out. Um, also, probably by next month, the Sonic Frontiers game will be on sale for like 15 bucks, so I'll be able to pick it up. <laughs> that, game's, that game, I've seen a few videos. It, it don't look bad. Yeah, it's just they, you know, it looks, it it looks like bad, last week it? and it's already on sale for like half price or something. I'm like, wow, that, that's bad. You know, that's really I bad. That's see. like Battlefield V kind of bad. I can see it happening, though, to be fair. I can. Probably means it'll make its way to Game Pass as well. Yes. Yep. Which I'm yeah. all right with. I kind of, I kind of want to try it. Um, I thought it looked decent when they first showed it off, even though people reacted pretty negatively. And I wouldn't say I'm excited about it, but if they add it to the service, I'll give it a try. I know one person who wouldn't. BMG, BMG. introduce yourself. And, uh, what have you been playing this week? Uh, good evening. Uh, it's great, great to be back on a show with you guys. And uh, as we, as uh, Pess just alluded to yes we're here weekly we're going to be all here weekly um but what have i been playing what have i been playing well i've been playing a, a very small not very well known game by a very small developer called uh, god of war ragnarok which i am extremely enjoying oh that that game is just amazing absolutely brilliant uh, no spoilers i wouldn't spoil the game or the previous game but I highly recommend playing it, whether it's on PS4 or on PS5, or you wait 12 months for it to come to PC. Um, as soon as you can, get in there, play it. Brilliant game, absolutely brilliant. Um, I kind of put Forbidden West, Horizon Forbidden West on hold for a bit, because I thought it was just, you know, it was one of them games um, I got, it started playing, enjoyed, and I've just kind of stopped stopped enjoying playing it and i don't know if that's because obviously i was looking more forward to god of war but i've kind of just put that on hold for a bit uh what else did i was playing ah i've I just got uh i've only literally just started i picked up that uh police simulator that came out the other day that's uh that's a fun game <laughs> what, what genre does that fall under uh, I don't really know. It, it just, it just, I'd just say it's just like a, you know, you got like flight sim and stuff like that. It just seems to be one of them where you're literally just playing a police officer doing police things and you get given missions to do. And that's pretty much it, building your way up the ranks. There's not really, I don't think there's really a story to it. I think it's more of a bit of a time waster, something to do. Um, and on that, I've been playing, uh, I did start. Uh, with I'm a Ghostbuster Ash over on XBL and uh, the Halo Infinite co-op campaign because obviously that's now live. The uh, winter update hit on Tuesday and it's actually really, really fun. It, it works well. You know, servers were a bit busy, but when we was actually in playing, it was actually fun. You could tell how the world is actually built for co-op. It is made to have multiple people um, working together, playing, and it is so much fun, and it actually makes the campaign a lot more enjoyable. Um, I had completed the campaign on my own, um, and I and I found that it was just it just felt like everything was against you. You just you couldn't you didn't have a breather. There was like you'd see something cool happen, and it's like no one's really like, "Whoa, did you see?" Oh no, I'm here on my own. But now they've got the the corp campaign. You can work together. Um, planned strategies for taking on um, forward operating bases and things, and uh, I think you know we had a, I'd put 
put message in our our Discord to say hopefully we can all get <coughs> together and play a bit of co-op because it's four-player co-op campaign. So hopefully we can all get together and do that. And the only other thing I've been playing um, is Marvel Snap. Absolutely addicted to that game on mobile, and uh, I don't really play mobile games, but I can't stop playing it. He's just he doesn't. You know, it respects your time. It doesn't push you to have to spend money. You can do progress quite easily through things. You, you're constantly getting, as you as you work your way through the free battle pass, there is a bit of a paid battle pass, but from what you get off the free, you're not really missing a great deal. But the amount of, like, gold and credits you get anyway, um, you can just progress, level up your cards. And when I say level up your cards... It's not so much your card then becomes better as you level it up against someone else's card. You're just going from common to rare to epic to legendary. But it's just changing how the card looks. doesn't improve power, doesn't improve points or anything like that. So everyone is on an equal footing. Anything you get doesn't help you win the game. Um, it, it's pretty much... it's just makes your things look better so more more like skins if 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 you if you will uh, but it's highly addictive it's free to play and i honestly i really really recommend it but yeah that's that's about me what about you pest oh you know i kind of stepped out of character a little bit this week and i've been playing some vr games uh, i tried among <laughs> us vr today which uh other than the age of the the other players i got to play with which you know, to their credit, they they were young and squeaky, but they did a pretty good job actually trying to play the <laughs> game. Uh, so hats off to them on that, which is something I run into a lot with some of these online VR games is you have a very young audience on there, which is why I say mm. VR is the future because they're growing up playing it. They don't suffer the nausea issues and they love it. So eventually they'll be old like us and playing VR all the time or whatever replaces VR. Um, I too have been playing the Halo Infinite co-op multiplayer campaign. Uh, and I agree. I thought it was a pretty decent campaign solo. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Might be my second or third favorite Halo campaign. Uh, overall, the pacing's a little bit different than the traditional games, but it's still pretty good. And a friend of mine playing it together, I think, makes it less frustrating. Some of the mobs can be pretty aggressive and kind of attach to you and kill you, and there's not much you can do about that solo. But in multiplayer, one person can kind of run away and respawn the, the other player. I will say... Uh, it kind of has a weird, like sometimes it's too easy and sometimes it's too hard. And there's these spikes seem to be just part of the way the sandbox rolls together. Um, outside of that, I just got a green screen. So I've been playing with that some, trying to augment the content I create outside of here. Uh, and we'll see how that goes. There's a pretty steep learning curve and it's my equipment is uh, woefully uh, undercooked. So we'll uh, move on with some of the week's headlines because you guys like to talk about the news for some reason. The Game Awards uh, nominees have been announced. We've got a Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West Stray, and something called Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which I've never heard of. What do you guys think about that? Well, that Xeno that, that Blade game you're on about is actually available in Game Pass. If you didn't know that. Never JRPG, is it? Yeah, it's a JRPG. Yeah. It's quite big on the like, on the. Is it the PlayStation side and Nintendo side, if I remember rightly? Xenoblade Chronicles? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, think, I, think I, I Persona. It. Yeah, I think it's more like a more of an action y style of what Persona is. Uh, not my kind of game. I'm not really into JRPGs, to be honest. 
But yeah, I am out of that list looking at the nominees. Um it's you know, it's no surprise to see Elden Ring and God of War on there. Um, I'm shocked actually to see Stray. I didn't think yeah, Stray would be game of year. That's quite quite a surprise, that one really. Um Playtale Rec Room is um from you know we I I don't it's not my kind of game. I don't like it that the frame rate's not sixty. Um and that's just it's just how I like to play games now. I don't like playing games that aren't sixty FPS, but um the reviews are absolutely amazing and it looks stunning. Can't deny looks stunning, the characters, the sort of story that I've bits I've heard, I've not really followed it, sound sound really good, so deserves to be on the list. Elden Ring, obviously we know, God of Wars, why, but Horizon Forbidden West. I don't think that should have been on there. I don't it's not something I I would have gone with. Um, obviously, not, obviously, I've been playing it. It's, it. You know, I want the game. I've got the game, uh, but I wouldn't have put it as a game of the year contender personally. Um, but you know, it's, it's fair enough. Um, and if I had to say, out of um, all them, who was going to win game of the year in my opinion, uh, God of War Ragnarok hands down, and that is just from. Um, the emotional connection I have to the game and the experiences I had from the first one going into this one, the way I feel it affects me, the, the world, the characters, yeah, you know, things that are going on with these characters is you, you kind of feel that stuff that they're going through, you know, I, you know, you, you can almost feel like the pain and the sorrow and the joy and things like that. And I, it's just it's just really such a good game that I think it, it deserves to win in my personally. Whereas Elden Ring, I have played, I didn't enjoy it, I struggled with it, I didn't really understand fully what was going on. I just kept getting killed constantly. Uh and I got a refund on it. I was just and I was that unhappy with the game. Wow, yeah. Yeah. And Microsoft gave me it. Microsoft gave me a refund for the game because when it asked me why and that and you know, and it's and I just I just didn't like it. I just I, I tried it, really didn't like it. My my eldest son, he even turned around and said, You won't like this game. It's not your kind of game. He loves it, absolutely loves it. But um I've only plus say I've played um three of the games on there, Elden Ring, God of War Horizon. Uh, but out of that list, God of War wins it for me. You know, it's, I'm not surprised you didn't like Elden Ring because you don't you don't seem to like uh, particularly difficult games such as your taste in Gears of War as well. Um, <laughs> of this list, I've only even played one of them, which is A Plague Tale, and I kind of bounced off of it. It seemed okay, but I could tell from the tone that it was going to be just an emotionally distraught ride, and I don't usually subject myself to that on purpose. You know, I mean, like reality is hard enough when I play games. It's typically not what I aim for unless the game just grabs me outside of that. Uh, but to your point, Elden Ring being kind of not exactly niche, right? Because it sold, what, 17 million copies or something crazy uh, at today. Really popular game. But I would say probably it will not speak to the people the way God of War Ragnarok will. Mm. Maybe not as approachable in that way. And then I, I'm pretty surprised to see Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade on there, but uh, maybe that's just because they weren't really on my radar. And I don't, I don't particularly care about any of this stuff anyway. I mean, the most fun I had this year was on Spider Heck. I, uh, I haven't laughed that hard on anything else I've played this year, and it was just a silly indie game. And of course, 
you can't make that game of the year, but that's probably the most fun I had uh, playing anything this year. What about you, Sentinel? You got any thoughts on this? Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> I kind of feel like I'm in the same camp as BMG as far as um, not really being interested in Elden Ring. Um, you know, I, I don't – it's like 20 years ago, um, if a game was overly difficult and super crazy, you know, I, I would tackle it and I would probably spend an entire month just um, plowing through it just to prove that I could beat it. You know, but when you, when you get older and you just don't have – you don't have as much time because you have more obligations. And a lot of times, whenever you get older, you get wiser. So your your tolerance level for a lot of this stuff just goes down where you're like, it's not even, you know, it's just not worth my time getting this stressed out or this aggravated with something. I'm just going to move on to something else. Um, you kind of, it's like a lot of people my age probably have played Elden Ring, but they're the types of gamers that don't mind Um tackling these more difficult experiences i think the fact that it sold 17 million copies kind of speaks to how well received it was overall and um you know 17 million might seem like a lot but we probably have three or four hundred million gamers that play triple a games throughout the entire world and, and then that's probably including pc you know everybody right so the fact that it sold 17 million it's not the majority of gamers but it is large enough to where people are going to take notice. And I know a lot of people have been really looking forward to Elden Ring for years, you know, ever since it was first announced. And I think that that helped to solidify its its position with a lot of people. And some people enjoyed the premise so much that they said, you know what, no matter how difficult this game gets, you know, I'm going to watch, um, I'm going to watch a video on YouTube that teaches me how to, how to tackle certain bosses or that covers different things. Um, I might need like a different type of armor, different weapons in order to succeed at this game. And they really devoted themselves to that game. You know, um, it launched at the beginning of the year. And I think um, where it launched and the hype that they built up beforehand really uh, got people invested in it to where even though it's not really um, a game for casual gamers or a game for like BMG and myself, that I wouldn't, I would never consider us casual, but we're just not, we're not in that, um, we're not in that, we're not, uh, favor, we're not like, um, interested in niche, in niche titles like that, you know, that like Dark Souls and stuff that are overly difficult. Um, you still have enough that really enjoyed it. Now, you, with God of War Ragnarok, I don't think it's anyone's surprise that it's going to be, in talks for game of the year you know it seems like the franchise has come a long way since god of war ascension where um a lot of people were wondering if there was you know any chance of bringing back the god of war franchise because for a lot of people god of war ascension kind of felt like a huge misstep you know and so to see them kind of correct the course with god of war 2018 and now of course with god of war ragnarok They've been on a roll. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that God of War Ragnarok is in talks for Game of the Year. But to be honest, we haven't had a lot of really heavy hitters this year either to give God of War a run for its money. Now, if God of War would have launched um, the same year as Grand Theft Auto VI, you know, there would have it would have been in talks. But it, there's no chance in hell that it would have won just because people can say all they want. And you know what? I'm a God of War fan myself. So this is coming from a God of War fan. But Sony Santa Monica is skilled and talented, but you got them going up against someone like Rockstar Games. There's no chance. You know, there's no chance they're going to win. But them being in the talks this year, I mean, that's that's because, 
you know, yeah, they're talented, but there wasn't a lot of other big titles. You know, I mean, look at look at some of these titles that people are talking about for Game of the Year running. You got Stray and you got a Plague Tale Requiem. You know, Stray is, is considered an indie game. A Plague Tale Requiem is a smaller title. It's it's multi-plat, um, but it, I wouldn't really consider it a triple-A game. It's not heavy on action. It requires a lot more stealth and stuff. It's much more story-driven. And I think in I think next year, a Plague Tale Requiem wouldn't have made the cut. Stray wouldn't have made the cut because of all these games that are coming out next year. And I think God of War would have won, you know, next year with what with the lineup we have. But if Grand Theft Auto 6 would have launched alongside God of War, um, there's no chance. Now, Horizon Forbidden West, um, a lot of people like that. A lot of people don't. Even some PlayStation gamers aren't really a fan of it. And I think the reason why Horizon Forbidden West again made the cut is because this year has been pretty sparse. I know people can say, oh, we've had tons of Game Pass games and we've had this and that and come out. And I'm like, yeah, but nothing that that's really on the same level as God of War. That's why Horizon Forbidden West got in the doors, because there was a vacancy, not because necessarily it's a top tier game. Because, you know, I think maybe 10 percent of PlayStation fans think Horizon Forbidden West, Horizon Zero Dawn is a top-tier game. You think you look at God of War, Ragnarok, and Kratos as the A-team, Aloy is the B-team. You know, sorry How to say How dare you? How dare you? He's the B-team. And that's just, that's not that's not a knock against her, especially when you consider games like Days Gone and Death Stranding as the C-team. And again, that's going to piss some people off because they love Death Stranding. I pre-ordered I paid 60 bucks for it. I never finished it. Some people didn't like Days Gone. I platinumed the game. So... Just because a game for PlayStation is a B team or a C team doesn't mean it's a bad game. It just means it's not the heavyweight champ like Kratos is. You know, you Aloy could cha- challenge for the Intercontinental Belt, but she she's not in the talks for the World Championship in a year where there's other heavy competitors. She's just not. Dude, if you're going to use golf analogies, you're going to have to simplify it for the rest of us. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, so, with, <laughs> well, like, you you look at it like tiers. God of War is tier one, right? Oh, please, the best please you don't, got. Please don't. That's good. Aloy is tier two. You know, you got Days Gone, Death Stranding, tier three, regardless of what people say. Any year, Rockstar Games releases a big title. I'm not talking about handing them off to, um, you know, handing them off to Grove Street Games that that is like a fly-by-night studio that no one heard of before, or maybe 100 people heard of before, and tossing them a definitive edition. No, I'm talking about legitimate Rockstar um, releases. You know, Red Dead Redemption 2, look at how much that look at how much that changed gaming. Look at how impressed people were with that. And if I remember correctly, it beat, it, it beat God of War for Game of the Year, did it not? Yeah, I didn't think so. I thought God of War won it. Somebody's going to have to look that It might have been up. close. It might have been close. I think I think I thought God of War won, but you'll have to look it up to be sure. Oh, yeah, God oh, of War 2018. Yeah, God of War game of the year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, but you see what I'm saying about Rockstar Games. I mean, they're they're legitimately one of the only studios that can give Sony Santa Monica Santa Monica a run for the money. And you got to, you know, Red Dead Redemption two. Um, if if it didn't beat it, it came close. Um, if Grand Theft Auto five came out the same year God of War came out, it would beat it. Grand Theft Auto 6, it's going to beat it. Whatever comes out, it does not matter if Elder Scrolls 6 and um, a brand new Uncharted game comes out the same year as Grand Theft Auto 6, it's going to beat it. But the reason why some of these games are in the running right now, and you know, I, I think it's going to be Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok. Those are two top tier names right now. Those mm-hmm. are in the alpha class. I don't think Xenoblade Chronicles, Stray, Bayonetta 3, or any of the other 
things are really going to win game of the year. They don't have a chance. You know, a lot of people like Stray, but it's an indie game. You know, it just doesn't have the strength to go against something like God of War. A Plague Tale Requiem. Everybody loves it. They, they love the story. Me personally, it. I played it. I played about maybe a third of the way through it. And I was like, this just isn't for me. I'm not interested. You know? And um, it's a great game. And it's, you know, story-driven and all that stuff. But to me, it's like, if I could play God of War Ragnarok... But I had, let's say I had to, I had to shell out twenty dollars and play it for two hours, or I could play a Plague's Tale Requiem for free, as much as I wanted. I would pull twenty bucks out of my wallet to play God of War Ragnarok because I don't have a PlayStation Five or a PS4. I'm in between systems right now. But my point is that it's that level of game. You know, these other games just aren't. Elden Ring and God of War, they deserve to be there. The other ones probably wouldn't be if the year was crowded. So that's my thoughts on the on the game of the year nominees so far. You know, two of them deserve it. The rest of them, uh, intercontinental or, you know, B tier at best. They're not. They're not alphas. They're B tier. I I don't know. I uh I can't speak too strongly because I haven't played God of War. Um, but I'm not interested in it either. I have looked at it, and I'm yeah. sure it's a great game. But it's it doesn't speak to me. And uh, at, at my age, I kind of need something has to spark me in a way that I'm not used yeah. to to get me to take interest. Otherwise, I'm going to keep playing what I've been playing. So. Yeah, well, uh, I don't. I don't know that it's fair to say Plague Tale doesn't belong to be there, even if it's going to be runner-up, regardless. Yeah, but I wanted I, to know. take a moment to thank the chat, which has been very active. Thank you, Moan Dog Gaming, the Gina, and Muppet Eleven Sixty Nine for showing up and hanging out with us today. Uh, Stubbs, did you have anything you wanted to add to this topic before we move on? Um, so I've not. The only game I've played on the on the list is is uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Now, what I will say is. I thoroughly enjoyed Horizon um, no, Horizon Zero Dawn, and I thought that was an incredible game. Um, now, even though I have, I am playing the new Horizon Forbidden West on the PS4. There's still a major upgrade in graphics. Um, it is. I haven't completed it, so this is. That's why I'm struggling to say my actual proper opinion. But it it is a great game, and from what I've I do believe it it should be there because the voting process works. The the panel, the media, the media and outlets get so many votes on what they believe to be the game. See, see it's not like I know people have mentioned. Oh, it's a quiet year, but it's it's based on votes. It's not like they did. They, 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 some people think they just chuck these games in there because they want to. This whole panel process involved in this game awards show. It's uh, I know a lot of people slate it, and that, I think it's a good it's a good show. It, it's the only thing they've really got in the games industry that is 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 seen as modern is legit, and it is. Even though everyone think certain people think it's rigged, it's not. It's it's just a show. That's all it is. The main reason people watch the game awards is for new trailer announcements, and the game awards are just um, great for developers and publishers to win, but yeah, I think Horizon Fred and West should be in there. Uh, I haven't played God of War Ragnarok; it looks incredible. Uh, Elden Ring, I haven't played that. That that sold incredibly well, though. Uh, people were saying seventeen million. I believe it. It was higher sales were on the PlayStation side of that game, though. But that doesn't really matter. But um, I do think it's a race between Elden Ring and. 
God or Ragnarok. However, I don't know why that cat game was on there stray. I can't work that out. I tried it for about I had PlayStation Plus Premium or whatever it was. They gave me a free month PlayStation did and I got bored after about ten or fifteen minutes. Everybody um, loves cats, though, Stubbs. Hey, what I don't know. I like the dogs. Does I like do cats. not like. I don't <laughs> like cats. And like, I seen, I see, did see Gina make comments that people got wrapped up in the fact they were playing a cat, and that is that. That is probably why people, um, <clears throat> people loved it so much because, as you say, cats are the most popular pet to have. Yeah. And so many people just see it as a cat simulator. Yeah, I got quite bored with that, so I don't know why it's in there. Well, maybe straight two. Reason. Maybe straight two will be about dogs this time around, huh? Well, I was waiting <laughs> for the, the stray dog DLC to come out. Yeah, yeah. You know? But yeah, it's it's obviously been voted in there. The panel probably like it. Uh, the, the big voting panels they have. I would have preferred if if there was to be. I can't. This can't be defined as an indie game, and that is this game should be in the show. It's called um, As Dust Falls, and many people online have been asking why it's in indie games category. Yeah, it is an indie game, but it can't be categorised as an indie game because Microsoft published it, and it's, oh. it's, it's technically an exclusive. Right. So that that's the reason it, it it's not coming. It's it's on PC and Xbox. And it can't be in the indie game section because it's because it, if Microsoft publish you, you're not deemed an indie. That's why it weren't put in there. It may have been voted for, but it just yeah, it was in um, it was in another it was in like several different um, categories. I remember I'm seeing really it because I went through I went to the uh, Game Awards website. I signed in and I voted, and I remember it being like in um, a website. Um, like basically, people, um, you know, accessibility to gaming and stuff. I think it was in one of those yeah. categories. I think it was in something like the best emotional game or something like that. Yeah, but no, no best impact game. It's in there. I'll be, I'll be voting for that. But I do think that it should have been as dust falls in the game. It would never win game of the year. I was saying they should swap stray for as dust falls. My opinion, though, that is. I don't know if I made any sense there, but I'll give it a go. I've only played yeah. one of the games on the list. This oh, is sorry. A, this is a more passionate topic than I expected. I'm so indifferent on this that I guess kind of looking outside my own perception, you guys are you guys are paying attention to this. You guys care about this. You got games you want on if there. You, you look online, though, be on there. If you look online, you'll see everyone just bring up Forza Horizon 5 from last year. Yeah. That's what you'll see. They bring Great it up. Game. They bring it up. <laughs> Well, I, I, you know, I do think they should hold this this in February. I think that makes more sense. You got all the games out, and people have had more yes. time with the games, like in sure. the VR category. Yeah. Uh, Among Us VR is in there, and that just came out like a couple days ago. So I know we're I, talking. I know we're making prediction, or we're talking about this year's Game Awards. I'm going to make a prediction, and it's going to blow you guys' minds. You ready for this? I'm ready. Forspoken is going to score lower than Starfield, but it's going to win Game of the Year next year. Oh, I'm not. I'm not host. Oh. Oh. Out for a minute. You want me to kick him out? I can do that. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I would vote for it. I would vote for something like Starfield or Forza, Forza Motorsport myself. But I'm telling you, even though Forspoken is going to score lower, it's going to win next year. No chance. No chance. Well, we're saying I, I don't chance. think he's going to do well. We can and then on it too. when it wins, Stubb's going to be like, "What the hell are they doing?" 
I already know it. Well, it might be a good game. That is the thing. It's like uh, I see Muppet commenting. It's right. I know we all give games a label, but it's it's either a good game or it's not a good game. The title and brand, sorry. Well, you know why Forspoken is getting made, right? You know why Forspoken is getting made, right? Because Sucker Punch is not doing anything more with Infamous. Oh, okay. Because you look at Forspoken. If Infamous was was around and they were doing something with it, Forspoken is doing almost the exact same thing, except in a different setting. Okay, I'll I'll tell you why. Now February sounds great. There's probably a, the reason it's done in December. It in general, it would be a bigger. It's a bigger month to yeah to do for views wise and trailers wise and to make from because. I know everyone moans about Jeff Keighley putting put, put, uh, putting adverts in, but this is one thing about the games industry, people. It's a business. People forget this. They think it's yeah. a charity. And he has to make money. And that'll be some of the big big promotional games come up in that you've got to make money. So it's views and traction. You are correct, Friendly Press. It would make more sense to go for February. So what, from what, financial what you're business is, perspective, we need to see if Elon will buy the Game Awards. Oh, dude. wow, he could do. I didn't realize that guy was the bit the, the uh, richest billionaire in the, the. I didn't really. I didn't realize he was the richest man that's allowed to be on the list. So he's the richest billionaire, <laughs> right? Because there's two <laughs> lists, you know. There's a list where the people ain't listed, and Elon listen. isn't one. Elon Some isn't actual, that. like exciting news that popped up, and I don't care about most news. I'm pretty indifferent. But the next generation mm-hmm. update for The Witcher Three Wild Hunt is coming on December 14th, free for everyone who already owns the game. Give them some points for that. That's a good. What do you guys think about that? Oh, that's Jim Ryan over there, and they changed his picture. BMG <laughs> Ryan, I'm I'm excited wow. to see it. I've been looking for an excuse to replay <laughs> Witcher Three Wild Hunt. Um, because I, I played through it and all the DLC, and it's it's probably in my top two favorite games ever made. So the, I'm looking forward to the graphical update just as an excuse to do it all again. And it's been so long since I played it that I will have forgotten most of the dialogue and side quests, and I'll be able to enjoy it all over again. Then, mm. Which is something I'm also experiencing with the Halo co-op campaign. I played through that when it released, and then that's been about a year-ish. Uh, I've forgotten a lot of the dialogue. I'm enjoying it again. So looking forward to Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. I don't know if any of you have played that or looking forward to trying this new update. Uh, I mean, it's like I played Witcher 3 for several hours. I played it for the better part of an afternoon. Um, it just wasn't for me. You know, some some games you like, some games you don't. But um, with that being said, I don't think it's a bad game. I, I completely understand why tons of people like it. I do. I get it. And the fact that uh, CDPR is going to give that update to people uh, this year. It, it's it's for two reasons. Obviously, it's to to continue to regain some of the goodwill that they goodwill that they lost after the horrendous uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven launch, which is good. That's great on their part. And number two, it, I think it's to you know start to build some of that big time hype for Witcher four because you know that's coming. So they want to get people back invested in Witcher three, get their attention again. And probably at the Game Awards, they're going to announce um, or they're going to show a Witcher 4 trailer. I would be, I'd be willing to bet on it. That would be amazing. I would, I would be so happy to see that. Because that you remember be- when, they, when they showed Elden Ring at the Game Awards, everybody was going crazy, right? They're going to do the same thing with Witcher 4. They're pro- they will probably have 
a badass trailer for the new Mass Effect game as well. I would bet money we don't see Witcher 4 for a while yet, but uh, that would be really, really they happy. They can give you a teaser, though. They can give you a teaser and get you in- interested in it. Perhaps, but I, I still think that game's probably three or four years away. And it could be. It could be. Um, it, it just depends. Um, because you remember with CDPR, they had them working for years and years and years on uh, Cyberpunk. And it took, what, six years, something like that. And they launched it, and it still wasn't ready because they needed more time. Not saying it's going to be like that with Witcher 4. Hopefully CDPR has, um, you know, they've um, given them more people in their in their studio to work and they've given them, you know, more more breathing room. I really hope so, because I think Witcher 4 needs to be in good shape. We don't want to see CDPR become like uh, Bioware, because before Bioware was a very beloved studio and, you know, they released Mass Effect. And everybody loved them. And then, of course, there was Mass Effect Andromeda. And then there was Anthem. And it kind of felt like two black eyes. And I think the uh, developers from CDPR, they don't deserve that because they seem very talented, very passionate. And, you know, I, I hope things go nothing but right for them, you know, with, with them releasing the uh, content in December. And then, of course, uh, you know, giving the teaser for Witcher 4. I hope everything goes well for them because they definitely deserve, you know, some good luck. Anybody else have anything to add to that topic? Oh, definitely. I'm, uh, I've been looking for a reason to go back to The Witcher 3 for a long time now. Uh, and obviously we knew uh, beginning of the year that this this was coming. We didn't know when it was coming. Uh, we just knew at some point it would arrive. Um, I was a bit worried when they took it from the... Um, I can't remember the name of the Russian studio that um, was working on The Witcher 3. Was it Saber Interactive? Like that was it, Saber. That was it, and the um, obviously with everything that's going on and stuff like that, they decided to bring it in house. So I immediately thought, right, we're going to have a. There's going to be a delay. We're not going to see that this year. Um, and then I think it was about a month ago. There was a um, a, a retailer had leaked. It was going to launch in December. I don't think they got the exact date. They just got knew it was going to launch in December. Um, and, and like I say, 14th of December happens to be my um, wedding anniversary. So it's a nice anniversary present to myself. Congratulations. <laughs> how, how many years together? Uh, this will be this will be nine. Come nine years in December. Well, I hope you're right. She might watch the show. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's definitely... Thank you. No, it's yeah. No, it's definitely nine. Because last year I thought it was ten, and um, she had to correct me, and I had to cancel all the stuff that I ordered. <laughs> Muppet eleven sixty nine. Uh, thanks for showing up. Have a good evening. Take care of your kids, buddy. Thank you. Take care. Take See you care, later, man. mate. Muppet. But yeah, it's. I've just been. Yeah, I've been looking for a reason to get back into it, and I just wanted to hold on. Um, uh, cheers, Mountain Dog Gaming. Thank you. Um, hold on to watch it, uh, to watch it, to to play it, and I didn't want to re-jump back in now, knowing that that update was coming, and then replay again. Um, unlike yourself, I di- I didn't touch any of the um, expansions. I do own them, I have them, um, so I'm looking forward to replaying the whole game because also, like in the list of stuff they announced of what's coming to it. Um, there's all this ray tracing. There's going to be some new dialogue, new missions, quests. So there's going to be some fresh stuff in there as well. And by by the sounds of it, that a lot has been put into this. And I'm glad it's free. Um, 
that that is it's absolutely brilliant that it's free. It doesn't matter what platform you're getting it on, um, it's free. So I'm very much looking forward to it. It was really good news to get. Um, and I think it's next week. I don't know what day, but it's like that red stream. There's actually going to be some um, gameplay and announcements of what's going to be in the update. So I can't wait to watch that. Luke Steele, thanks for jumping in. Uh, we all look forward to living vicariously through your overpowered PCs. Enjoy. You enjoy the best version of Witcher 3 possible. Thank you. <laughs> okay, um, next topic. And this one, I'm hoping one of you guys read it because I didn't. But according to Xbox Wire, today we are releasing our first ever digital transparency report, which puts clear numbers and explanations behind the work we do to protect our players and moderate content on the platform. Learn more at a link I didn't click. What do you guys think about that? Did anybody read that article? I didn't actually read it. I said to end, but I didn't read. Stabs, I was counting right. on you specifically. No, so, I've I've got the article in front of me. So if do you want me to jump to read it or it will oh, we'll waffle for a few minutes? Uh, Sentinel, why is it you don't like Gears of War? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Gears of War is fine as long as you um, turn off the volume of the game and just play Spotify instead. Oh my, oh my. Okay, well, that ought to be a thorough enough read. What do you think, BMG? Give us a right. fully accurate summary. Well, let let's, let me just read this top bit because this pretty much probably just some pretty much tells us what we're going to be doing. At Xbox, we put the player at the center of everything we do, and this includes our practices and trust and safety. With more than 3 billion players around the world, vibrant online communities are growing and evolving every day. And it's our role to foster spaces that are safe, positive, inclusive, and inviting to all players, from the first-time gamer to the seasoned competitor. Uh, so pretty much they are literally just doing a number of things to um, improve community standards, making everything easier for um, all players to understand, you know, codes of conduct, what's acceptable, what's not. Um, and introducing tools that are going to make it easier to stop the people that um, are bullying, harassing, um, that's the type of thing, and pretty much just making it a safe place for everyone. There is, um, if I had it, um, I would have uh, probably brought it up. Um, yeah, pretty much. It's literally just... Uh, they're being more transparent and more clear about how they're going to protect players, make things safer um, for for everyone. Gina, that, thanks for yeah. stopping by. Uh, appreciate you hanging out with us today. Have a good evening. Yeah. Uh, see you tomorrow, Gina. Um, we are on Gaming Room 101 tomorrow if you want to check that out. Uh, pretty much what we do is we um, each have two topics and we argue why we think they should be chucked in the bin and um, he has nice little graphics that he plays uh, I highly recommend it I think that's 9pm GMT I think we are tomorrow but keep an eye on the socials for that you know, this, uh, this moderation topic to me almost feels like Xbox has just taken a jab at the concern that Twitter was going to have less moderation under its new ownership um, which I don't think has actually been the case thus far. But this this Xbox Wire article almost feels like a shot at that, kind of strike why yeah. that iron is hot and reinforce that, hey, we're doing what you you think Twitter is not doing anymore. It's kind of the vibe I get mm. from it. I don't know. Any thoughts, Stubbs? 
Well, Microsoft have been doing this for a long time. I mean, if if you actually read it, um, the, you'd find the tools that Microsoft got of scary. You'd find that all your party chats in Xbox Live are probably already transcripted. Anything you oh, say, I'm sure they are. Yeah, I'm sure they're they are. Cop, they're spying on. I honestly, I think they're going to they're going to step too far. I mean, what's going to happen if we're all in the party chat having a laugh and if no one's being bullied? Someone says something, are we going to get it suspended? Do you see what I mean? If no one's offended, it's a step too far. No, I, I don't going... disagree. I don't disagree because there's nothing like hanging out with the boys and kind of talking crap to each other and having a good time. You know, I've got a, a friend where we're particularly mean to each other for a good time, and that's our relationship, what? and we love it. And uh, yeah, it would be a I'm, shame if what... it was misunderstood. Correct. I exactly. understand. What you mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they, a lot's at stake nowadays. If you get suspended or banned and you've got hundreds of games in your account and they lock you out from it, it's a it's a lot. Do you see what I mean? It's a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fine line. Yeah. yeah, fortunately, I game on a meta platform, so I don't have to worry about that. Oh. Any thoughts, <laughs> Sentinel? Yeah, I mean, I understand they want everyone to be kinder and all that shit to each other, but you got a lot of guys like myself. Kinder and all that shit. Yeah, you know, because you got a lot of guys <laughs> like myself. And, you know, any anyone who's listening to this, I apologize. I am going to use some colorful language, but um, any anybody, uh, you know, like whenever, whenever I'm in, I was in Call of Duty multiplayer. I think on PlayStation, I got some warnings, you know, because a guy's camping, and I'm I'm one of those guys, like uh, you know, you need to go kill your fucking self and shit like that, you know. So dang, dude, bro, <laughs> chill, bro. You know, Xbox doesn't like that, so I keep my mic off, even if I'm playing with the headset. I keep my mic off just because, uh, you know, sometimes you get worked up on multiplayer, and you're gonna say stuff that's off the cuff. Now, I think if you're going after someone, you know, harassing them, like you're you're saying, uh homophobic shit to people or you're uh you know like you're harassing a female and saying oh females don't need to be playing this game shit like that i can i completely understand that shit. you know just trash talking just trash talking you know um i think they need to let some of that stuff go and it kind of feels like um they're not you know my my son got a my son got a warning warning in overwatch because he called some guy you know a jerk asshole moondog gaming thanks for hanging out with us today appreciate the kind words you have a good evening Take care, buddy. Take care, man, dog. See you later. Yeah, so, but it's just, it's, it's, you know, uh, you know, it's walking a fine line and it's like trash talk ain't fine. You know, trash talk, trash talk is fine, but trash talking someone where borderlines bullying, of course, isn't fine. It's not okay. But, you know, who's, who's to say, you know, when you cross that line and especially all that we're going to, you know, we're going to ban you or suspend you or this or that. It's like when you're talking about someone who buys digital games and, them being banned or suspended can affect their ability to play those games. I think that's fine with Xbox, but I also think if they're going to do that where people can't play those games, they need to be ready to give them a full refund. That's just me. I agree. With they've, they've got a problem that's one for. Um, although esports has come a long way, when esports players do what you call battles or GBIT, I can't remember what you call them, right? A big oh, part of scrims, yeah, scrims, right? A big part of esports, and it always has been, is trash talking. They're the worst foul mouth players you can ever meet. Even the Gears of War esports, Halo esports, Call of Duty esports, they all they get they get amped up and swearing is involved. Now, love to love to see them ban a couple of esports players and see what happens. You watch them mm. reverse it. 
I tell you what, though, it would be nice if there were if the population. All good after, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. If if you could have a population adequate enough to have separate playlists, where you've got a a be nice area, and then the area <laughs> where people can kind of let their hair down, as as you and I like to do, both stubs. Uh, but I, I understand both sides of the argument. You have to cultivate a safe environment that people are going to want to let their kids enjoy. And then advertisers also look at that and decide whether they want to invest in that platform. So a lot of it comes to that as well. We mentioned earlier with the advertising importance of the Game Awards, you have to make your platform appealing. And this is one way they're trying to do that. They're trying to force a safe, comfortable space uh, where I would prefer options that you could hang out with people that did want to have kind of a wild night and yell at each other for a good time and blow off some steam. And then also somewhere you could go where that wasn't expected behavior. Yeah. You know, um, friendly pest, it's interesting. You bring that up. Why couldn't Xbox introduce the option to decide whether you want to be in a, in a, uh, in a censored room or an uncensored room, you know what I'm saying? Or like different chats where, you know, you can be kind and gentle and all that shit to each other, or you can just, you know, cuss and swear. And it's pretty much like a bar fight. It really wouldn't be any point to do it on Xbox because they ain't got no games. Wow. <laughs> yeah, except except for you know Gears one through twenty five. I know, right? Jesus, yeah. Speaking of Gears, <laughs> speaking of Gears, Netflix Gears of War was released sixteen years ago today, which wasn't today oh, anymore. This this article lied. And to mark the occasion, Netflix has partnered with the Coalition to adapt Gears of War video game saga into a live action featured film. Uh, Stubbs, take it away. Terrible idea. Yeah, I think you're going to need a little more than that, I think. What else? <laughs> no, I'm really excited about it. 16 years is about time anybody did something. They should have really done this years ago when Gears War was at its height of popularity. It's not popular no more. Halo's more popular. But if it gets some more, it may get some more eyes on, on the game. If it becomes popular on Netflix, it may do. You don't know. I mean, the Witcher shows are quite popular. Whether you like it or not, it's controversial. Whether you like like how they're doing things, but the, <clears throat> I think Dave Bautista definitely wants the role. He's made a new video on Twitter, emphasising the fact that he wants to become, he wants to be Marcus Phoenix in the film. Now he's always, he's all. They're talking about a featured film followed by an animated series. Yeah, that'd be good, but animated series would be good because you can... There's that much... I'll be honest, if you... It would probably be easier to do an animated series than like a, like a live-action TV series like The Witcher. Because animate There's that much lore in the Gears universe. There's, there's, it's not going to get as much attention, though. And I agree. Halo, the, didn't it? Live action? Yeah, I mean, no, what I'm saying is that the cartoon won't get as much um, attention yeah, oh yeah. No, as yeah, the definitely. live action. But I don't you, know. Well, you walk a fine line with Gears of War because of how graphic it naturally is. You know? Yes. You walk, you walk a fine line. Down. Well, yeah, and the problem is, um, I mean, you remember Scarface where they're sawing the guy up with a chainsaw, right? And they were going to rate it, rate it X. And um, you got... You know the lancer has a chainsaw on the end, so you're going to censor the ch you're going to censor the lancer in the in the game or in the in the television show. It's like what are you going to do? Because, I mean, that's like one of the most gruesome deaths you could, you know, perpetrate on the enemy, and it's and it's an essential part of the Gears of War weapon. But you you look at 
You look at the um, cyberpunk anime and look what that's done for the game. And that was anime. And it's true. It, it flocked people back to cyberpunk 2077. Uh, don't get me wrong. The live action film is going to do better. But I do think the um, the anime or cartoon or how, whatever they're going to do, the animated side of it as well, I think it's going to bring people back into playing Gears of War. Yeah, you know, and it's like I'm not even – it's like – I'm a moderate Gears of War fan, I guess. Um, you know, I'm not one. I'm not someone who discounts it completely and says it has no value. But I'm not someone who has like a Marcus Phoenix poster on my wall, Stubbs. Um, you know, but I, it's like I, I enjoy it enough to. I'm excited to hear about, you know, a live action movie um, and the cartoon. I'm, I'm probably going to watch it. You know, just because I appreciate them making that much effort to um respect the gears of war franchise you know the the See, universe the is that diverse it's like it's like one of the wars you've probably heard of the pendulum wars well that lasted 79 years in gears of war yeah. i'm not saying you can have a cartoon that's gonna last that long but there's yeah <clears throat> there's that much story it's it's unreal i mean i've got a friend on youtube he's called uh king Abs. if you look up he's basically changed his content over the last few years and yeah. he's a law he's a law content creator. But if you were to go through all of his gears videos on law, you'd be shocked at how much there is in there. It's not even finished. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pull a halo, all the character backstory, ah, all, they're gonna throw that stuff away, and then they're gonna do whatever they want to do, just like they did with Halo. The I know and then... is yeah. I think the Halo base pays a lot of attention to the lore. Like I, I think that's something that that runs through us halo guys we read the books we watch the videos on that what percentage of the gears base does that and yes. are those guys still around will they take a look at this game they 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 do the, the law is quite uh quite a thing in gears of war as far as i know you know i don't i i think the voices of the characters you play as in gears of war are a very big thing and i don't think any of the people that lend their voices to the different characters i don't think they're going to be in the Gears of War show as the front runners like Batista, but I think it would be an it would be a nod of respect to the franchise if they had those guys like in cameos or you know like um, the character who's playing Marcus Phoenix, you know Batista if it is, he goes past the Mar the Marcus you know Marcus Phoenix voice actor, and he says something to where people automatically recognize his voice, you know, and it only has to be one line, but I think they could do that. You know, put that in the show, and it would be a sign of respect for where the show, where the idea actually came from. So that would be an idea for the animated series because they wouldn't have to be actors; they could yeah. use the people from the games. In, yeah, in that would be great. Series. We could do that. I want Tom Cruise to play Marcus Phoenix. Hell yeah! But Hell what you yeah. can't have, but He's what a superior you can't have, Tom. He's the best Tom. Is oh really? Yeah. Little whack. He's still built. lined up for he's still lined up for the Watch Dogs movie that they're supposed to make eventually, and uh, Splinter Cell, and God knows how many other video game to movie adaptations they're trying to do. You know, and when did Watch Dogs come out? The first Watch Dogs, what was that, like 2013? And there's still no talk of this yeah. even being developed. And you got Donnie Yen tied to the Sleeping Dogs thing, and the studio isn't even around anymore. And they'll probably make the movie in eight years and say, "Hey, remember that Sleeping Dogs?" And everyone will be like, "No, we don't remember." <laughs> it's like you can't wait so long on these. And I, I think I think the reason why it took 16 years for Gears of War 
is isn't because um, it just took that long, but it, it's kind it kind of felt like Gears Four and Gears Five really got a lot of people's attention outside of Xbox. You know, it feels like that's the reason why they were like, "Hey, we should really do a show about this." You know, I well, it, I thought the Gears franchise was it was Gears One, and it was just part one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Must seven. be blind then. Must be it's blind. All seems, it, think, it all seems the same game. If you show well, me you look, all, all the games in front of me, I couldn't tell you which one's which. To me, they're all well, just Gears, the exact same game. Well, Gears 1, 2, and 3 look great. Gears 4 and 5 look nothing like the original the original best ones because they're yeah. so... They're uplifting. The other ones are, uh, is it, are more horror. Is it still them, them guys that live underground with, like, yellowy green snot coming out of the noses. <laughs> that's that's true of all them guys that live underground. BMG, have exactly. you played through the campaigns? Have you played through the campaigns? I no, have. I, yes, I have. Yes, no, I have. Um, when you ask, I played through all the Gears games with Anime Raza. Okay. He's going to go to your I, Xbox profile to check for trophies. I fair, fair enough. That's a great fair enough. If you I played it and didn't care for it, that's pretty fair. Uh, in my yeah. opinion, the Gears games have a ton of soul. Which yeah. I, I took that you would probably appreciate since you're such a fan of the God of War games, uh, the recent edition. So I, I'm a little surprised you didn't like them because they spoke to me. But that's fair. Oh no, it's 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 not that I didn't like them. The um, I, I did like Gears of War and I I did enjoy playing the campaigns. No, I wouldn't have played them on my own. I would have got very bored quickly. I think I enjoyed them more because it wasn't just me. Like Halo. I enjoyed Halo more because it wasn't just me. I was playing it with friends, and, and you do enjoy it more. But the only thing I found was it just seemed to be the same game over and over and over. Oh, the war's over. Oh, no, we're doing the war again. Oh, well, now we've got the exact same guys with a slight variation. Oh, the war's that's over. A, yeah, oh, that's a fair criticism. I kind of felt it, the same way. And it's just the same. And the biggest twist out of them all, oh, She's she the, the queen's your grandmother. It's like what? Hey, See, that, spoilers, bro. He doesn't, spoilers. Understand, he doesn't <laughs> understand what happened. That's the problem. It's, he yeah, but it, it's like what the hell went on? Did, did but, you know? I have a theory. Oh, I have a theory. Oh. I believe honestly that the Gears of War games played to kind of attrition. Right, you are kind of tired by the time you beat the campaign. They're longer than they need to be, probably by thirty percent, and you're kind of worn down by the end of them. And I think they were shooting for that with the game design. But it does not leave you wanting more, right? No. Whereas you can have a lot of other games that have kind of shorter, sweeter campaigns, and their sequels will be kind of the same thing all over again. But you're not really burned out from the attrition of the previous entries. Yeah. I w- I was trying to figure out what what weird crossbreeding was going on between locusts and humans to go go where that story went. But I, it might be me. I might just miss so half of it. so Queen Mera, the whole head of the locust. Now I'll ask a question for you. Like, let's see how well you know. Is she <laughs> locust or is, is she human? Well, the spoilers, bro. Spoilers. A bit of both. Must be a bit no, of both. She's totally human. Well, uh, just I don't know. I don't. To be fair, no, I, I can't guarantee I was sober all the way through playing with them. You know, just trying to <laughs> numb the. To be fair, uh, I'm looking at his uh, gamer score, and he has completed them. To be fair, yeah. Even, even the ultimate the edition. Checking the receipts. <laughs> However, he hasn't really done much on Judgment, and I wouldn't blame him. Hey, I thought Judgment was okay. Moving on. I... Moving on. <laughs> Call of Duty Warzone 2.0 is nearly here. 
right? What do you guys think about that? Are you excited or are you more interested in the fact that Battlefield 2042 is coming to Game Pass? More about 2042. I can't play. I'm no good at Battle Royale games. Um, not because, you know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm bad at them or anything like that. I probably am bad at them, to be honest. I'm, a, I'm an old man now. Um, but these, you've got oh, all dad. these young young whippersnappers that have the reflexes of a, of a fox, you know, can move quick, fly about, and I have to, like, have a quick glance at my control to see what button I'm pushing, and by then I'm dead. <laughs> so, you know, I tried, but I played Fortnite with uh, the Jinner, and um, luckily we didn't go building because I'd actually tried a game with building, and literally I was about to shoot this guy, and two seconds later he's at the top of a skyscraper, and I couldn't even figure out what 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 the hell. Um, so battle royales aren't really my thing. Um, I won't play it, especially when it's like 115 gigabytes to um, to download and put on your uh, lovely hard drives and SSD. So it's it's definitely a miss for me, I'm afraid. But Battlefield 2042, I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, I fell off it after Battlefield 4 because I didn't like going back to the World Wars. It just wasn't um, stages that interested me. Love Battlefield 4 with all the modern stuff. And 2042, um, it's had a lot of issues. There's a lot of stuff missing out of it. But if it's it's coming to Game Pass, it's like, well, why not try it? And I'll probably have actually have quite a good time with it, I think. Now, see, I, I just recently bought it, and that's why it's coming to Game Pass, so you're welcome. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but uh, I really enjoyed it. And I think the worst thing we could have possibly done was that beta, because that beta was so damn rough with textures unwrapping and the bugs and the lag. It was crazy. It gave everyone this horrible taste of the game, and then they launched it. Nobody bought it, of course. Uh, I think it plays really well now. I have enjoyed it a lot. There's also a bot mode. So us old people can get together and feel like we're doing something instead of fighting the young foxes, as you said. I'm still interested in Warzone 2 because I like the pacing of Battle Royale games. I like the land, look for loot, get my gear together, decide where I'm going, and then the firefight. I like those changes in pace to give me some contrast to the experience instead of just shooting and running the whole time. I expect they'll play somewhat similar because Battlefield does that too. The maps are so big, you spend time traveling. The only difference would be, I'd say, is that in a Battle Royale game, a person can find armor, and that affects the kill times, which I consider generally a negative. Uh, what do you think, Stubbs? Either of these interest you? So, um, Battlefield 2042 coming to EA, EA Play. Um, I know everyone says it's coming to Game Pass, but it's only coming to Game Pass because it's going to EA Play Vault. Is um, Couldn't care less. To be honest, couldn't care less about Warzone. Sorry about that. Okay, <laughs> Sentinel, what do you think? <laughs> um, when the first Warzone first came out, um, you know, I did play. I played it a moderate amount. Um, you always run run into those jackasses that got the fifty cal way up on the mountain and they're sniping everybody. Um, and you know, to be fair, I mean, there are like kill streaks and stuff you can find, like. I don't know how many airstrikes I've called in on them and taken them out, but it's still, you know, it's it's like that type of stuff. It's fine if you're playing as a team because your team can revive you, but if you're by yourself, it kind of sucks, you know. Um, I'm more a fan of plunder just because I like the concept of everybody landing in there, and yeah, you got to kill other guys, but you're basically trying to grab as much cash as you can. Kind of feels like a, you know, a deathmatch game show kind of thing. So I was a fan of plunder. 
I don't know if they're bringing bringing it back or not. Um, so it's like if if they do bring it back, I might play Warzone 2.0, but if they don't bring it back, I'm probably not going to touch it. And again, I do like Call of Duty, but it's just um, there's a lot of toxic people in Call of Duty right now. So especially tryhards, I try to avoid them. You know. Anyone else have anything to add to this topic? No, I, it's just how because I don't I don't know what um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two multiplayer and campaign actually sits at at the moment anyway. But then if you're adding a further 115 gigabytes on top of that again it's just like it's just take it's just it's the space it's taking up it's you know it makes it harder and harder for people to want to play if you play yeah. multiple games and you've got multiple games installed you're gonna have to delete a load of stuff because you're not going to fit it on and the the high thought the whole idea with these modern consoles um, you know that have got these SSDs all built in they would be able to make these game files smaller to make it easier to uh, you know to get to get them on and fit other games on but hey, that's the last I think that's another off-putting thing is just so, the size of the game I'll just jump in there BMG yeah, there on. is technology for that it's just activision activision seems to not want to use the tech the tech is available because because xbox use it for some of their games they compress it but it seems the call of duty games they want to just it's their goal to overtake the entire hard drive so all you can do is play call of duty on that mini gamble zero eight thank you for watching good luck at work tonight uh, you have a good thank evening you. So, did you just suggest that Activision's doing this on purpose to drive other games off your platform? Yeah. Okay. I just. I if you have a PS4, you have a standard PS4, 500 gigabyte. I mean, it wouldn't take a lot with all your Call of Duties on your on your console. Could be a. Yeah. You might be onto something, Stubbs. The technology is available to compress is there, these games. Is there any asset overlap between the latest Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2? Like it, we know they're separate install files. UK Dazarus, thank you for dropping by. What? Uh, what? So if you have one of them installed, do you have to have 150 gigabytes or whatever for the next one, or is there overlap? Do they share assets? Mm, no, you'll have to delete Warzone, the first one, and reinstall Warzone no, not, 2. Not Warzone 1. I mean uh, Modern Warfare 2. There's a chance that they share some assets, right? And then you wouldn't have two huge separate installs. Not if Activision can help it. Well, I think yeah. That's Warzone 2 yeah, from because Modern Warfare 2's launcher, right? Inside I do the see game. what you're saying because I heard people complain about this. Not about this Modern Warfare 2, about the previous game. They bought the disc and in the end they took the disc back because they wanted to play the game, but the game was forcing you to download Warzone. It wouldn't work without Warzone. So we'll have to do some research. You have on to that. have the whole the whole package. You know what they need to do. This is what, in my opinion. If if Activision is going to have these huge install files, the least they could do is give you like a thirty percent discount on those solid yeah. state drives that you need to buy. <laughs> because it's ridiculous. It's like you're talking. It's like that's like a fourth of the of the hard drive that the system comes with. You know, on a lot of these. I mean, if you're talking about the Series S, that's like half the hard drive. It's completely ridiculous. It's true. It's true. People with a smaller hard drive definitely at a big disadvantage there. Moving on. 
Netflix's animated series Dragon Age Absolution has a new trailer. Is anybody interested in that? I'm personally, I haven't played much of the Dragon Age games, so not much of a an interest I've, for me. I've played them all. I've done. I've done all the Dragon Age games. It's a, a series I really do enjoy. Um, the you know the the first couple of games are harder to play. Than, you know they haven't aged very well. Inquisition. Um, which is on EA Play on Game Pass Ultimate. If um, if you haven't played it, it's a re- really good game. Um, you know, it's quite can be quite gory in some places. There's some you know really nasty things that happen to characters, and you can pretty much a bit like Mass Effect, but with a fantasy medieval type um, twist on it. Things that you do affect the story, um, and the fact that they're doing a an anime series of it, I think that's really going to boost a lot of people back into the series because there is a new, there is a game coming. They are making the new, um, the new Dragon Age game, and apparently, from what I've seen and read, that this actual series will tie into the new Dragon Age game. So it'll be it'll be interesting. It's uh, looks it looks good. The the trailer looks interesting. Um, you know the the lore to Dragon Age is a bit. You know it's it's it's, it's not the easiest to understand. Um, but um, no, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, it's another thing. It'll be on my list of many things to watch. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that. Stubbs, Sentinel, either one of you got anything to add to that? Um. I, you know, I'm, I'm actually, it's on my list. Um, I want to play through the Dragon Age games. I actually have a couple of them downloaded um, on my hard drive right now. And it is a series that I'm interested in checking out, especially because Bioware is attached to it because, you know, I'm a big Mass Effect fan. So um, if it is, you know, a lot like Mass Effect, then I definitely want to check it out. Hearing that there's a show um, about the universe, about the lore, um, it's you know it's great. I'd love to see even if it's like even if I'm not interested in an intellectual property, but it's you know it's a gaming intellectual property, and they get a television show or they get a series or an animated series or whatever it is, you know I'm I'm excited about that because that's um that that's a very good thing for to help gaming become much more mainstream, you know. And plus of course the fact that I'm you know actually wanting to play through these games, I'm definitely interested in it you know, checking it out because um, it may expand upon some of the stuff that you see in the games, but that they d- maybe don't explain as much. So, mm. you know, it's interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's it's a bit of a, because the thing is like, the way you sort it is, you've got obviously this big fantasy world where there's magic and things like that. Um, and the, what would be normal people slash humans, um, they banned magic, uh, so all mages uh, have to be captured and locked away. Uh, they're not killed. They're locked away in these towers that are specialized for mages to keep them away from other people. Um, and there's like the gate you're going through the games, and you can be a mage in the games that um, people look and act with you differently. Uh, and you find as you're progressing, there's this war going on between them because they, they decide what to destroy them, but they want the freedom to do what they want. But you tend to find the mages go a bit crazy when they're left to their own devices and doing blood magic and stuff like that. It's it's, it's really, really interesting. There's it, it, You know, it's it's like uh, they're being oppressed to... Pre- and 
trying to just be controlled, locked away. And it, there's just so many different things to look at and play. And I believe this anime will tie in um, Inquisition. The, you'll have a lot of lore in the background, Inquisition, what happens in between and what would lead into the new game. So um, I would highly recommend the series. It's a really good series, a really good game. Uh, and it, you did have you have your core team of Bioware that's done these games. Whereas now what's going to be the new game and what's going to be the new Mass Effect isn't OG Bioware, it's new Bioware. It's the same Bioware that's um, made Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, It's the same Bioware that's made Anthem. So I'm hoping... I'm hoping whether it be Mass Effect or Dragon Age, they can get back to that core route and go off what was already been made and not not mess it up like the other games. Stubbs, you're going to have to explain this to me. What is it with you and Edith Finch? Well, the game <laughs> What Remains of Edith Finch. Yeah, it's UK incredible. Dazarus has a comment. I just I see yeah, this brought no, up often. I got to know. It's because every time I'm, on, I'm in chat on the Indie Games podcast, when they talk about games, I always bring up in chat uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. You haven't tried it. I don't know if it's still in Game Pass. But it's an incredible experience. It's one of the best indie games I've, I've ever played. It's, and it's the only game you... It's definitely unique. <laughs> definitely unique experience. But it's, it's not it's... the only game I've completed. <laughs> I've completed the Gunk this year, Yakuza Kiwami 1 this year, uh, Horizon Zero Would you, would you Zero argue that Dawn. you've beaten as many games this year as Masuko? No, buddy. I started off <laughs> with a list like he did, and I just... <laughs> yeah. I think he he's about go, to break did, 50 this year. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it didn't go so well. It didn't. Did you I, finish I, Like a Dragon? Uh, I never played Like a Dragon. Oh, that's so I, I thought you did. Yeah, I thought you did like that. that one. In Game Pass. That's, a, there's a, that's there's the... A, um, there's an interesting argument to these shows that they will push games to be more mainstream. And I think the average gamer is something like 36 years old now, right? We are the mainstream. I yeah. kind of wonder... At what point do we no longer use that argument? You know what I mean? When we just expand media. Uh, I am probably, I'm not much of a watcher, but I would probably be more interested in this Netflix show for Dragon Age than actually playing any of the older games. Now, in my opinion, they didn't play all that well. Uh, I would be interested in a new one to see kind of what changes they had made to the gameplay. There for a long time, I was a, my microphone quit working. I was a, uh, gameplay first guy and story second and i think that page has kind of flipped a little bit recently but uh, i don't know any other topics in our discord chat that you guys want to cover today oh, let's have a so quick have a quick scan um I, I would have I'll, ad, I'll admit the rest of them didn't speak to me too much dragon age um series i i'd give it a watch you might as well it's like uh it has you know, i've never played dragon age but i'll I'll give it a go if it comes to Netflix. I always like death, like Sony. Like I have voted BMG for best ongoing game, Destiny Two in the Game Awards. I That's what I like. It. Oh, it's not. It's not. So, do you know what we would say Fortnite? Um, but yes, you're going to see a. You probably see a Destiny movie soon or Destiny animated series you will see films or movies from from no 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 that'd be terrible the worst part of destiny is the writing come on 
I'm uh, I'm I'm actually shocked actually with uh, all the topics that we have with that are in the chat. The, yeah, this is a VR one. Have you VR missed it? One. I saw yeah. I saw you have two VR. I know you guys put them in there because you thought I'd click on them. I'm not that simple that you can just shake VR in front of me and I'll click on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you could yeah. talk about control. But it's true. It is actually true. The, you could talk about control. someone actually dies by playing it. Yeah. No, it's stupid. No, no, no. Somebody somebody that's... somebody put explosives into a VR headset. So if you die in the game, it kills you, and that's that's silly. It's I think it's a an really? honor. That's it's, what it's, done. But it's well, like the it's, original founder of Oculus. Uh, yeah, but he, he hasn't even completed it yet, though. And he said he may not. He may not. Um, he may not. Oh, always put him is it? All right. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's, it's basically just it's just to it's just to say he did. Oh, right. it, it's he, entirely to grab attention, which is why I skipped yeah. the topic. No, it's a silly thing. Who would ever, who would ever trust a video game well enough to play that risk? Right? You put this headset on, and then you clip through yeah. the geometry and fall through no. the world, and bang, it blows your head off. You know what I mean? How, so it's, how, I, 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 I get why. I get why he made it, though. I get why he made it. It's gonna be. An, it's gonna be one of the next Saw movies that they make. <laughs> it will be. I think well, it was be an anime, right? There. It's a throwback to an anime where they had something like that. Something like that. Yeah. There will be you... people out there that'll do it. It, it was false advertising because they showed a sword next to the uh, headset. And I was like, oh, that'll be a pretty brutal, you know, like have spring loaded where it shoots the sword into like the side of your head or something. And they're like, that's, oh, that's probably explosive. And I'm like, oh, that's, represents. I'm like, that's so, that's so stupid. Uh... <laughs> why put the sword there if you're not going to use it? I'm just saying. Yeah, well, I can see why there's not that many <laughs> topics. Yeah, you're right. It's not. That many more topics that are that interesting. <laughs> I, do, I agree. See, we covered them. We went through them pretty quick today. We haven't talked about the Control sequel yet, though. We could talk about that if you'd like. Uh, Remedy has confirmed Control 2 is in development for PS5, XSX, and PC. Co-developed with 505 Games, Sentinel. Well, I mean, you know, I, th- I know a lot of people, their, their first priority when it came to Remedy was hearing about Alan Wake. And of course, we have Alan Wake 2 on the way. And I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. There's a lot of fans of the Alan Wake franchise. I haven't finished Alan Wake Remastered yet. I have played Alan Wake American Nightmare. Finished that. So I understand why people like it. Um, I think I'm more of a fan of Control than Alan Wake. So hearing that Control 2 is coming up, I'm excited about it. I, I'm, I have my fingers crossed that they figured out how to do the maps because the maps in Control were horrible. They were absolutely horrible how they were overlapped. It's it's basically you remember back in the day, like you had to put those uh those those uh those sheets on the uh overhead projector in school and how they overlaid on top of each other and stuff, and you could see through them. And if you put the transparency things a certain way, it would it would have like an outline of whatever the teacher wanted you to see. That's kind of what it felt like they were doing with the first control. And it was a horrible. That, that that's like the only gripe I have about Control, the first game, is the map because the map was atrocious. So hopefully they fix that with Control Two, because I think if they did, they're going to have a lot more success. Because the you know, and it's like I tried to get my teenage son into it, and he's uh, he's sixteen, he'll be seventeen this year, and his biggest gripe was the map. It's overly confusing. So it's like Remedy didn't really know how to do a true true 3d map where you're looking at all these different levels to figure out where you're supposed to go because it's just too confusing so hopefully with control 2 they figure that out but aside from that i think control 2 is going to surprise a lot of people 
It could potentially, um, because the first Control was interesting. It wasn't the prettiest game, but it was interesting. I think Control 2, with all of Remedy's talent, it could technically be in the running for Game of the Year in whatever whatever year it comes out. I think they're that talented. I, I love Remedy. I loved Alan Wake. I played all its DLC. I, I liked Quantum Break a lot, even though the, the show was yeah. just okay. Um, I bounced off Control. I didn't think it felt very good on a gamepad. Uh, if I had tried to play it on PC, I probably would have liked it better, but I'm pretty sure it was 30 FPS on a console, and yeah. it, it didn't feel good. Uh, I love the sci-fi, weird, creepy Twilight Zone stuff that Remedy is so good at. Yeah. Uh, that's their flavor, and that, that speaks to me in particular. So I'll pay attention to it, but right now it's not on my radar in a strong fashion. I well, and you're, you're right about the graphics, um, you know, because even compared to other games that came out on the uh, base level Xbox One, it felt like it wasn't the best graphically, you know. Um, well, I actually I actually thought it looked fine. It just didn't feel good. It wasn't very smooth. Well, and, you know, the it'll, it'll be interesting. You know, you mentioned the 30 frames per second. Um, I think some studios are kind of resting on their laurels with the 30 frames per second. It's like, don't do that shit. It's like, do 60 frames per second. It's like, we don't care if it's 1080p at 60, but I don't think any game right now in 2022 on these current generation systems, even with the Series S, should be uh, 30 frames per second. I don't think it should be 45 frames per second. I think 60 is the minimum, and I hope Remedy hits that because I think 60 frames per second, 1080p, even on the Series S, um, you know, Control 2 will be phenomenal still. The release... Go oh, ahead, sorry, no, 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 go no, ahead. I was just, just going to say, um, they actually, Remedy released a next-gen version of Control, which runs at 4K60, but it wasn't. isn't a free update. You actually have to buy the game again. If you have a certain edition Oof. already, I can't remember the name of it, you got it cheaper, but you actually have to buy the game again to get the um, current-gen version of the game, which does run at 4K60 with... Obviously, a lot of improvements. Um, so I, I, I was kind of holding off um, with a lot of games with because obviously with me having the Series X, because thinking, oh, we'll have all these updates, all these you know boosted things and optimized patches come in. And with Control being in Game Pass at the time, I thought I'll jump into that. And then they announced the um, release of the optimization coming, but at a fee. And buying the game again, and they justified it saying, we put all this time into it, so yeah, you do have to pay us literally full price again for it. So I was like, nope, no thank you, and I moved on. That's kind of, you know, that's that's always a, that's always kind of um, a slippery slope to, um, you know, to walk as far as the game developer justifying that type of thing. Oh, buy the game again, you know, because we put all this work and stuff into it. Because it kind of, you know, like like you said, you're kind of like, no, I'm good. It's like you you don't want gamers, especially before you have the next game in the in the franchise coming out. You don't want gamers remembering that that they had to pay for you know full price for an upgrade when a lot of these studios are just saying, hey, we just patched it. Here you go. You know, I think patching it would have been a lot easier, even if it only would have been ten bucks. That would have been a hell of a lot better than having to buy the game again. You know. But yeah, I have actually, it on good yeah, authority yeah. from some Twitter uh, couch devs that you really just push a few buttons. It's not that big a deal and charging full price for it was outrageous. Oh, I would, you know, I think if it was that easy, we would have had that, uh, that Scarface remaster that everybody wants, or at least I want, you know, Oh, I wish it was that easy. Oh, 
Yeah, having having a look. If you if you owned the ultimate edition of um, of control, you got the um, upgrade for free. If you didn't, you had to rebuy the game at full price, which was just before the price increase. So it would have been fifty nine ninety nine for the to actually get the current gen version so yeah you was buying it at a higher price or you got it free if you got the ultimate edition which at the time would have been 70 70 80 dollars thereabouts somewhere around there i would assume so yeah it's 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 one of them i i even with playstation i'm a fan of both xbox and playstation um i don't like the fact that playstation charge you um an extra ten dollars to have an upgrade that everyone else does for free, and I'd, I've never agreed with that. Um, and, I, and I don't, I don't like that. If I'm getting a game that's fundamentally different, if I'm getting a game that's been remade and completely optimized, plays differently, but same story, then yeah, I you know I don't mind paying a price for a game and take. Um, Last Last of Us Last of Us remake part one, um, you know again they've re released it, but and they're charging seventy dollars. Do I think that's a bit expensive? Yes. Would I have paid forty to fifty? Yeah, I probably would have paid that uh, because they, there's a lot. Oh of Jesus! It, it, I don't, don't even get me started on the Last of Us. But that's 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 a push, and it's only because I haven't actually completed the Last of Us part one. That it's is like, the only it's reason. It's like ten bucks. It's like ten bucks on uh, Amazon. Yeah. Or well, if you've got if you've got the PlayStation Plus extra tier or or a PlayStation Five, it's already included in there the remaster from the previous time. So it, you know, but again, I, I was be I'd be on the fence with that one. But you take um, Dead Space. Dead Space is a remake, and that's going to be yeah. a seventy dollar game. And looking looking at it, that is worth every penny because it's a great. They're making it, remaking it from the ground up. Everything's been redone, reworked the lot, and they've they've gone into depth on what they've done and what they've changed. And to me, that would be worth it. That definitely were going to be worth every penny picking it up because of the work they put into it. But when it's things like a improving light and a bit of ray tracing. And running at a smoother frame rate, and then charging you ten ten dollars for a patch. It's like, nah, I don't, I don't, I can't agree with that, and I don't like that. Um, Xbox again, the whole user friendly thing. Um, everything's optimized. You're you you know you buy a game on Xbox One, you'll have the optimized version on the Series X, and the best possible version on the PC, all for buying the game once. And games that developers haven't enhanced themselves if xbox have permission which they said they have to get permission off the developers before they touch any games um a lot of games have auto hdr or frame rate boost and which again is an amazing thing on them consoles that they can do that and developers just let them do it yeah okay yeah do that we're not going to touch it but if you want to make it look better and run better for us you go ahead you know so it's uh yeah yeah you know, I, I get I get why some people, um, you know, they bought The Last of Us for $50, $60, $70, however much it was. 
you know, I, I get that because they want to support PlayStation or whatever. Um, you know, and they, they want the they want the most recent version, the graphical upgrades or, or whatever, um, you know, and it's like it, it, it kind of defeats the purpose of having backwards compatible games like um, or backwards compatibility with the PS4 when you have the Last of Us remastered on the PS4. I get, um, you know, I, I get that again that people want to buy it again for their PS5, but it just it. It, it kind of seemed like a senseless remake. I mean, if they're going to remake anything, I think they should, uh, you know, really hook the uh, Bloodborne community up, do them a solid, and remake that 60 frames per second at 4K or whatever, because that community has been really vocal about it, you know, and they just, they haven't, they're like the only ones that PlayStation has kind of forgotten about. Oh, you know? they've not forgotten. I, I guarantee they got something on the way. <laughs> I mean, no. yeah, maybe in twenty thirty five or something, but no, they'll they'll release the updated version of Bloodborne to uh, to get everybody excited for Bloodborne two, which will be about six months to a year from that. That's that's my prediction yeah. on that one. I mean, I I really hope so. I hope so because I'm you know I'm always hearing people that were fans of Bloodborne, you know, just wanting sixty frames per second, and I mean, it kind of feels like the Naughty Dog crowd gets catered to, and the people that support Bloodborne, they're just not getting hooked up. You know, so even though, um, and again, because it's one of those games that's overly hard, I'd never play it, but that doesn't mean that I, uh, you know, I, I feel that the that the fans shouldn't be listened to because I think they should. They're very passionate. They love their game, and I think PlayStation should hook them up. They should have had a remaster for that game. Now, The Last of Us Part One, phenomenal, probably one of my top uh, top ten PlayStation games of all time. Um, you know, but what it's like if I had a PS5, would I have bought the PS5 version of The Last of Us? No. You know, not even if it was a complete remake. I just wouldn't have I wouldn't have done it because I have digitally a copy of The Last of Us Remastered, the PS4 version. And the graphics just aren't that big of a thing. Now, if you're talking a game like um, Twisted Metal for the PS3, if they said, hey, we completely remastered it and this and that. Yeah, I'd buy a game. You know, I'd buy that because from the PS3 to the PS5, there's going to be a hell of a big difference. And technically, um, The Last of Us Part 1 is a PS3 game, but it was at the end of the cycle where they're getting everything out of it. And then, of course, right after that, um, they remastered it for the PlayStation 4, and it looked amazing. It looked so much better than the PS3, so it didn't really need it. you know. But again, I understand they're wanting to put as many PS4 games as they can on the PS5, even though it's backwards compatible, doesn't make any sense. But that's just um, that's Jim Ryan being the businessman that he is, and he's basically... You know, looking at uh, gamers and saying, "How much money can I take out of their wallets?" You know, that, I mean that—that's all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm getting a kick out of the chat. Shout out to the chat tonight, uh, Luke Steele, UK Dazarus, the Gina, uh, Mini Gamble, Muppet. We had uh, a lot of people show up, hang out with us today. Moan Dog Gaming. Uh, I enjoyed that. I think that makes a, a much better show having an active audience engaging with us and helping guide the conversations. I've pretty much covered everything I'm interested in talking about today. Unless you guys have something you really want to talk about, we can move towards outros. Yeah, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. We're going to change the rotation. BMG, where can everyone find you? Oh, right. Where do I start? Well, first of all, yeah. Hang on. Do you want to tell people, BMG, what's happening with the show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll do that. We'll yeah. We'll do that first. Uh, right. We've we've kind of made a bit of a decision. Um, we're doing away with the frostbites, which was every other Monday to this show. Um, from now on, we're actually going to be making Stasis Chat a weekly show. 
9 p.m. GMT every Monday. So you can catch us over here. There'll be some more information popping up on the socials. Uh, but yeah, so you're going to have a full panel weekly instead of every other week. So uh, look forward to that. Um, as as regards to finding me, obviously you can find me here over at Stasis Chat, um, over obviously with the Twitter at Stasis Chat and YouTube Stasis Chat. Um, you can also find just me on Twitter as at Bowman Gamer. Um, also, I'm a member of the XBL Party Podcast. You can find me on there on Thursdays now at 8pm and also on Wednesdays I am the host with my co-host Sentinel on the PSN Party Podcast Wednesdays at 8.30pm GMT. Um, But other than that, that's it. That's me. Sentinel, your turn. All right, cool. Um, well, in addition to Stasis Chat, you can find me on uh, YouTube, Sentinel Seventeen Gaming. I upload video. I I usually upload videos a couple times a month. It's been probably a month since I've uploaded any one. I'm any any of the videos. I'm working on a Modern Warfare video, so it should be up sometime within the next week. You can find me on obvi- obviously on Twitch. I live stream almost every night. I'm also on Twitter. Um, the Twitter and Twitch handle are the same. It's S3NT1N3L17, and I'm going to list that in the chat just in case it's a little confusing. It's an alphanumeric mix of Sentinel-17. Last but not least, if you're a fiction reader, you like thrillers, I have a book that uh, is published on Amazon. It's the, or um, it's, let me see, The Hunt for Jenks Vargo, and it's by Logan McNone. That's my pen name. So you can find it in my link tree on my Twitter uh, profile page. If you're interested, um, other than that, you can find me on Stasis Chat, obviously, and on Sentinel Seventeen Gaming on YouTube. Fantastic! And Stubbs Gaming, your turn, sir. Yeah, it's been a fun show tonight, and uh, you can find me at Twitter.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to anime matter. <laughs> 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 Oh, um, you can find me at Stubbs Gaming on Twitter, and I'll see you here next week. My intros are very short these days now. That's okay. That's okay. It kind of balances things out a little bit, you know, a palate cleanser. And then uh, people can find me on Twitter at A Friendly Pest, uh, where I tweet way too much, or check out my own personal YouTube channel, A Friendly Pest, where I play a lot of VR games and uh, make some occasional hobby music, which I also mm-hmm. enjoy. Uh, but yeah, and then weekly on Stasis Chat, here we are every week. Uh, I think the show's growing. I feel like we're kind of getting into a groove, starting to understand each other a little better, having fun. Good show today, a lot of back and forth, a lot of different uh, perspectives on gaming and news, which I think gives it some flavor. Uh, thank you to everyone who watched the show today. This goes up on Monday, so hopefully you're having a good week. Hopefully you're putting together some fun weekend plans. Hopefully you're spending your free time with the people you want to spend your free time with. The world is a dark and scary place, but this podcast is not. Thank you for spending time with us. (laughs) Have a nice day. See you later, everyone. Take care, guys. Thanks.